0: goodness yes indeed people oh my goodness oh my goodness we're back we're back thank you thank you no we're happy to be here we're happy to be here we're just thank no thank you thank you thank you thank you guys thank you guys. You know, we're so happy to be here. I can see that you guys are happy to be back as well. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's one of those things. It's the drum brigade podcast, you know, um, I'm Corey Kingston here, happily here, willingly here, you know, (laughs) uh, just ready to take on my Monday. I mean, just ready to take it on with full on effort. Um, Over there, and his just glorious, glistening, beautiful, lit up, baffles, has a door now. I mean, just beautiful. Just beautiful. It's the one, the only, fantastic, funky Phil. Yeah. Looking like a Ken doll over there. Looking like a Ken doll. Just perfect. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Nice studio, bro. Thank you. Thank you. That's
1: It's coming together. Great, we got it. We did a door. I see that. It was a. It's like a castle door. It was quite an undertaking. Let me tell you. Really? Yes. (laughs) My dad had this very specific design that. I mean, he made it. It It's all handmade. Wow. And it's got like a big old steel rod that and wheels that it rolls on and and it like.
0: Oh, it's that kind of door. And it's It's like a sliding door.
1: But he had to, cause it has to seal sound out, you know. So it has these like little specific sides and stuff that, when it's Holy when moly. it's shut, it you know it seals against these gaskets. Cause it's hard to make a sliding door that's like, you know, seals seals all the way all the way around.
0: I didn't know that's what kind of door you're. So you guys have to picture like picture yourself in a whiskey bar. Or like a very very nice tasting room, mm. okay, and then you like go down in the basement, and then they have this sliding kind of like a barn door, like a sliding door that like up, it would be in a bar, like an upcycled type of thing. That's what we're think. That's what we're looking at here. Except it's not upcycled. It's
1: fully designed by Stephen Chris um, <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Pardell. <laughs> Yeah, he did, he knocked it out of the park. It's, uh, Dang. It, he made, it's all custom made out of solid, uh, beach rock, like solid beach wood, like hardwood. Wow. It's heavy, dude. The doorway's probably over a hundred pounds. Your dad is unreal, dude. And then if I put, I like, I did some of the finishing stuff and then I added, uh, I dude, I put this stuff that they put in car doors. Mm-hmm. to dampen the sound from the road. Like, it's real thin, but it's, like, um, really dense and heavy. It has, like, butyl, like, kind of semi-cured butyl rubber on one side and then aluminum sheeting on the other. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I've seen that in van life stuff. It's, People put yeah, that on their Yeah, you walls. just
1: put it in there and you roll it on, and it really helps deaden stuff. And then and then I, I, see. I just— I filled the rest in with some, like, studio foam stuff. Dang, man, you're taking this way serious. Just, you know, trying to get it it to sound pretty good and and quiet. (laughs) To me, when you were like, yeah, we're just
0: waiting on the door, I'm like, how hard could it be? Just go get a freaking solid core door from Home Depot. Don't even paint it. Just hang it up. And then, you know, just put some, like, some peel and stick foam in there and you should be good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were getting like a full on bar, like barn horse trough door. (laughs) That's like from a first century Christian like church or something like, like, like what am I saying? First century like castle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's been the, I mean, it's been a long time coming. It's been the the last piece pretty much. Cause but I mean, like he, he custom built the door frame out of cedar. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah. So it's been, you know, we built the, the wall. We, when we rebuilt the wall, we, it was part of the design, but this makes like your
0: outside door now just totally lame.
1: Yeah. The outside door is a little <laughs> lackluster compared. I mean, maybe I should paint it. Yeah. Maybe, pa- maybe paint it to look like that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like it's a, some cheesy wood laminate. Or you yeah. mean like a hand, like try to do my own artistic wood grain? Nah, paint. dude. Just 80s <laughs> paneling, dude.
0: Napoleon dynamite
1: paneling. Ugh. Just. <laughs>
0: Oh man, dude! Great to be back, Funky Phil. Um, I'm so glad your studio is coming together. It is like really nice. It is really nice. You got the mood lighting. It's just it's little. It's just a little Phil's little man room, dude. Yeah. Well, it's just it's all Charlotte, you. Charlotte uses it a lot too. I know, but it's like it's very you. It's very like there's lighting. There's just. The, the drums are just, like, the, they're mic'd up and they're ready to go. And it's, like, the sound is, like, there's so much attention to detail on, like, different things than I would pay attention to. Like, I would not, I would want a dope door, but I would not be putting, like, emphasis on the door. I'd just be like, let's just get it functional, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Like, it's kind of like this studio where we haven't paid any attention to aesthetics when I'm a big aesthetics guy. But I'm like, I need to work here, so let's get it going. Yeah. You know, um, next place though, if I ever get my own place, Oh, you bet. I'm hiring somebody to yeah. do it.
1: Um, S- Stephen Pardell.
0: <laughs> we didn't, we didn't even like, we didn't even like skip a beat. We just jumped right in, but this is the drum brigade podcast. Um, this is episode one Oh seven, I believe. And, um, we have a lot of things going on. I just want to briefly tell you, um, you know, stuff you can take advantage of since the last time we spoke to you guys. Um, we, we are still doing chops and coffee 7 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's going off. And, um, we have, um, a new thing on Patreon that we're doing. Um, it's kind of like a solo mission for me, um, to do, we're offering uh, affordable drum lessons, $5 for the month. Okay. $5 for the month. Um, and you get, um, access to the whole archive of, uh, video lessons, um, and so new lessons are uploaded every week. It's a dollar twenty-five a week, Phil. That's so true. For drum lessons. Don't get cheaper don't, than that. Yeah, man. And our uh our our mission is to reach one thousand students um a month. So between Phil and I, I think we can do that. We're capable of that, and Patreon is a great way to do that, to reach as many people as possible. So you can help us, you can help the brigade by Subscribing, telling your friends, people looking for lesson, lessons, people looking for new ideas, all that stuff. Um, just getting uploaded weekly, random, cool drum lessons. Uh, so check that out. Also, our merch store, we have some great merch. Um, we have some stuff. We haven't had anything new in a while, but, um, you know, graphic designers, dude, don't get me on that soapbox, but... um. We have some stuff in the works, but, um, anyways, we have enough stuff on the merch store to last anyone a very long time. We have so many designs. It's like ridiculous. So, um, there's many ways you can support the drum brigade, um, support our core, our core values, our core mission, which is acceptance and belonging, um, bringing positivity to the drum community. And, um, so that's what we're trying to do over here. Um, we have a guest today, uh, Dan Weiss is coming up he plays with the delvin Lam- delvon Lamar oregon trio really fantastic um funky funky drummer phil Woo. so he's coming on um we'll talk to him in a few minutes um so uh that's it let's get started we're gonna we already got into it but let's just get into it <laughs> I mean, let's right just now. let's just get into it. Die, die, die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what Have happened? Two. Damn, Have that, was two, a, that was a that was a curveball.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm ba- I'm back to being positive. It's been a it's been a, a a rough, rocky couple weeks, Phil. You know, but we've taken two weeks off, and it's probably better for you guys that we did because I was on a bender of a soapbox. I was on a two week long soapbox. Soapbox.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um this was like a this wasn't a fun soapbox though. This was like a really bad one. Um so I'm glad to be back and more positive and back to being productive. Just it's just a roller coaster, emotional roller coaster trying to run a business, trying to build a business, trying to convince people that you know, of your value. And so that's all it was. Nothing 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 crazy. Uh played a gig yesterday, Phil. Like a real gig, normal gig. Like I played, I played, I played two gigs over the last two weeks. One was just super low key duo gig. Played my SPDS electronic setup, you know, yes. kind of thing. Just me and a guitar player. Nice. Me and actually me and Sergio Gutierrez. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was cool. It was low key. It was chill. But last night was back with the schmucky battles, dude. Back to Oh, for real. Like. Like never skipped a beat. Dang, dude, how'd it go? I don't like this anymore, Phil. I don't freaking like doing this anymore.
1: I mean, I should have guessed, but you know, we're in a soapbox. Yeah, you know, it's.
0: (laughs) I mean, the whole day loading my drums, making sure I have every. I mean, I had to completely tear down the studio, like completely. Just completely everything back in cases, winding up cables, making sure I got all my mics, the whole thing, the mm-hmm. whole thing. And um like, I can't believe I used to do this like, you know, a year and a half ago I was doing this like every week, every, like almost every day. Yeah. I would just leave my drums in my car most of the time because I'm like, forget unloading everything and I'm just going to use them tomorrow. Mm hmm. And it's just the same stuff, dude. It's like, it's the same exact crap. Now, I shouldn't complain because, yes, I'm happy to go back to work, I guess. I still haven't been vaccinated. I'm Don't get me on that soapbox. I'm worried sick over this. Mm. Losing sleep about should I get vaccinated or not. <laughs> Phil, did you get
1: vaccinated? Not yet.
0: Are you going to? Yeah, I shouldn't ask this because it's a personal choice, but a hundred percent, yes, a hundred percent, yes, should be my answer too. And I, I, I feel like I'm not a vaccine guy. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't. Now I'm not a conspiracy theory. This is taking a turn, but I'm not a conspiracy guy either. I'm not like they're loading me up with 5G and like they're going to keep track of me, whatever. Uh huh. Th- that's not what it is. It's I believe that I've already had COVID. I'm certain I had COVID at the beginning of the pandemic, at the beginning of it.
1: By certain, you mean a doctor said that?
0: Okay, I'm not 100% certain, Phil. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll put it to you like this. I got
0: super sick. Yeah. A brick was in my chest. I couldn't breathe. I'm like, I can't get rid of this cough. I've had this cough for two months. I need to go to the doctor. I think I have pneumonia. I go to the doctor, the doctor's like, I don't know what's up with this. You have some kind of lung infection. It's not pneumonia. It's not bronchitis. I don't know what this is. I've never seen this before, but you have an infection in your lungs. Your bre- You can't breathe. She gave me like a breath test. She's like, your breath test should be at like eight or 900. You're at like 350. So you have shortness of breath. There's an infection in your lungs but it's not, I don't know what it is. So all I can do is get you on these steroids and that's what I started taking and it made it worse. So I just naturally overcame it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I got to where I was like riding my bike again. I was doing good. And then um, I ended up getting super sick again. And um, there's a, if you guys go and watch the Aquarian video that I did about the super mesh pads that video, I was still overcoming sickness. And at the end, I was like coughing and like I was feeling much better, but I couldn't get rid of my cough for like three months. Mm. And then after that, I got sick again, like sick, sick, sick on the floor, shivering with a fever, like on the floor in the bathroom, like, oh, my God, oh I'm dying. oh Like, yeah, okay, sick. And then like it lasted for about a week and then I was good. Now, my point to all of this is: people are saying that if you've had COVID and you have the antibodies, and you get the vaccine, it's super bad, and some people have died from it.
1: I don't believe that.
0: Oh boy, I've—I mean, I've read it.
1: Like on, I've seen on a the, lot of people like getting um,
0: sick if they have the antibodies. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to death of that.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't want That's I don't think that's how vaccines work, dude. It's not Have like, you ever gotten the flu shot? Yeah.
0: I've gotten sick as a dog from this flu shot. Sit okay. like I got the flu. Okay. I'm not saying that that's going to give me COVID, but I'm saying that your symptoms are like really really crazy from your, I'm, I'm dude, listen, I want to get the vaccine. I believe me, this is causing me a lot of anxiety. I played a gig yesterday. Not one person is wearing a mask. Even the musicians, people just don't care anymore. And I'm like having so much social anxiety being around people that I finally was like, babe, I telling my wife, babe, I think I'm going to get it. I just, I can't deal with it. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I just need to, have some kind of protection. And I, I can't keep going on like this, not to mention a lot of people are like requiring it. Mm -hmm. Like bands are requiring it. If you're going to do any kind of touring or fly out dates or anything, I'm sure it's, you know, almost every other country, America might not be doing it, but every other country is being like, yo, you need to have a vaccine if you want to come into our country. Yeah. So it has to happen for musicians. It has to, it's just, it has to happen, but I just need to, all I'm saying is, before I just go having somebody stick a needle on my arm, I'm going to go get tested for antibodies and see if I'm going to get a doctor's advice on like, Hey, yeah, you should just wait a little while longer before you get it. Or you should just go ahead and get it That's and cool. deal with it. I can deal with being sick for a day. Everybody's like, yeah, I got super sick. I got chills and everything for a day. And then I woke up the next day and I was fine. Yeah. I can deal with that. But I'm also dude. I'm like, pretty healthy health nut guy. Like I don't put foreign stuff in my body. Like when I had a tooth extracted, I had to take ibuprofen and I felt like I was poisoning myself. I felt disgusting.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So (laughs) I don't know what to do. My dad got the Johnson and Johnson already. So that's good. But my mom is like same as me. She had it and my dad never got it. Like Like my mom got the Ronas. Yeah. And my dad did not. And so my dad's like, I didn't feel anything. And then my mom is like, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm worried. So <laughs> well,
1: it sounds like Anyways, you
0: should back- talk to a, a doctor about it. Yeah. I need to schedule that like this week because I'm, it's, it's weighing on me, man, where I'm scared. Like people are just, everything's going back to normal. Every, every, like every place in San Diego is open like i heard every every club is having live music they're inside it doesn't matter they're not they're not following any of the rules everybody's tired of it yeah and so yeah and that's not even my point my point is this gig was a freaking nightmare in the sense that i was not pumped on being there at all mm-hmm. like i was actually bummed and the musicians were, were cool. It was great to see everyone. It was great to play, you know, but it's just the whole thing, two different locations. I have to set up outside. I have to set up inside. I have to, you know, move all my stuff As while we're moving our stuff in from outside location, which is specified on the gig sheet we need at least 15, 20, 15 to 30 minutes of time to move our stuff in and get set up as we're moving our stuff in. Like I'm putting my snare drum in place. The wedding planner comes up. Are you guys going to be ready in two minutes? And I'm just like ready to throw something. I mean, this is my first gig back and I'm already ready to freaking tackle this lady. Nice. And the, 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 the liaison, like the guy that's like talking to her is like, no, well, how much time do you guys need? I don't know, like 5-10 minutes. Okay, we can make it 5. And then she like walks away. I'm like, dude, I'm going to make it 20 just to piss you off if you don't get out of my face. You know? And then it, and then it's like, I mean, I'm setting up. I'm like it's just it's just everything that you can think of that would put me on a soapbox. You know? It's it's the freaking it's like, and what are we complaining about? We're getting paid pretty well. We have a gig when a lot of people don't have gigs, you know, they're feeding us. They have a special vegetarian meal for me, but all the musicians are, all of us are complaining. All of us. This chicken is so dry. This is like the worst chicken I've ever had. This is the worst potatoes in the world. I'm like, this food is so bland. I'm like, what are we complaining about? (laughs) And then it's like what do, like why do I why do I put myself through this? I I mean I have been like nothing but practicing and teaching and working on my craft for the last year. I've been playing every day for the last year to improve my skills and to help other people improve their skills. And I get to this gig, do you think one single person even knew there was a drummer there? They only knew that it was loud. That's the only thing that anyone in that room what crossed their mind. Not one person was like that drummer is great. I can tell he's been working on his stuff for the past year.
1: <laughs> I mean, I bet someone was appreciating what you were doing. You Dude, know? I mean even if it's passive if they're not like on, um, you know, consciously thinking, "What a great drummer. What a great yeah. drummer." Um, you know, they're probably enjoying enjoying the music and the vibe that you're producing.
0: I guess I don't really do it for that, you know. We don't do it so people are like, "What a great drummer!" You know, twenty four seven. But I was just talking about this this morning, like, and we've talked about this on the show that, like, I'm just, I, I just don't think I'm a wedding guy or a corporate event guy. I think I'm, I think my my career is transitioning into like an entrepreneur role and like a teaching role, and yeah. then a gigs that I
1: want to play role. I'm feeling a very similar way. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) trying to be
0: a a work gig guy. I'm not, I just didn't, I didn't pay the dues that I've paid and I haven't done this for all these many years to just settle in on a a corporate gig type of thing. And um, some of the best musicians I know have settled into that. You know, I feel like that is selling out man and I don't want to sell out. (laughs) So, Every time I play every time I play one of these gigs, I'm happy to have a gig. I'm really appreciative that I get to play my drums, especially with great, wonderful musicians. But I do feel like I'm cheating on my career by doing that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm cheating on my business by doing that. Even though I'm making money, I feel like everything in my soul is like, you shouldn't be doing this. This is somebody else's thing. And yeah. you should be doing something else more productive and like furthering your core values and all of that stuff. That's it. That's it. It's not that I don't want the gig. It's not that I'm going to start turning down gigs. It's and I'm not trying to have a bad attitude about my gigs, but it's really difficult right now to have a good attitude about something that you don't want to do. Yeah. Um, I, I, it sounds really unappreciative. I know a lot of people would kill for this gig, but I don't want that to be taken the wrong way. Like people thinking, Oh man, Corey doesn't deserve it. You know? Cause I've been doing this gig for years. I just, am, I'm burnt out. I'm still burnt out. And I've had a year and some
1: months off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, if that cannot I feel like it can almost make it, make you even like less open to doing it. Like having that much time off and really mm-hmm. evaluating stuff over the last, I know, you know, we've talked about it. I've, I'm on the same page, man. I've, I've, I think I'm out. I'm, I'm out of the <laughs> the scene now. Like I, they've, the Cassie's band is they got a new drummer and everything. Like, wow. Like, I mean, I told them a couple months ago cause I feel bad. I didn't want to be holding them back cause I know they wanted to be performing and I was just like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do this again. And <laughs> like, I've got, homeschooling it's like scheduling is a nightmare trying to do rehearsals and and yeah and gigs and and like and child care right now is just and beyond well, that it, it, deep inside I, I kind of I, yeah, I'm kind of burnt out on doing those gigs too
0: yeah and I, I mean I know beggars can't be choosers I get it I you know I'm I'm I, all I'm saying is I really want to my goal is to become the second place dude on that gig. My that's my immediate goal is to be the the sub guy. And I hate to say that because right now I'm like really hard up for gigs, but um I I want to get myself in a position where my gigs are a bonus. The gigs are a side hustle. Yeah. And and my my um I want to I don't want to not play gigs. I want to play gigs. I just want to play I want to play with shuffle and bang and with cool bands and bands that I want to like do flyouts with. And, you know, I play, and then I, you know, maybe once or twice a month, I play a wedding gig and make a few extra bucks. And, you know, I, right now that's what it is. I don't want to play those every, I don't want to play three wedding gigs a week, you know, or two wedding gigs a week and cancel stuff that I really want to do to do that, you know? So uh, anyways, I ain't trying to hear that right now. We gotta take a break. We got a guest waiting in the room. Um, I have another soapbox, kind of soapbox. Hey, this one time slash hey, this one time that I have to tell you about this week. Um, something I got into. So, uh, but right now, Dan Weiss coming up. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are. Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts, got women's shirts. We got kids shirts. Yes. Onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to DrumBrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. We made it. DrumBrigade. Oh, boy. (laughs) DrumBrigade podcast episode 107. Yes. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a gentleman on the line. Funky drummer, funky Phil. Funky drummer.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, please welcome to the show, the one, the real Dan Weiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of, man, they love, babe. I got a love, a lot of love for you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, man. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. It's cool to have Thanks. you on here.
2: Yeah, this is this is awesome. Stoked to be here.
0: Yeah, dude. So you play um you play drums for Delvin Lamar Organ Trio, The Sextones, yeah. Istanbul in among other things. Uh, I read a bio on Istanbul's website. You studied with Adam Dyke Adam Deitch, and... Yeah,
2: I, uh, was uh one of my instructors for well, I took like a handful of lessons with him when I was living in Seattle. Um and at the time uh this must have been about 15 years ago i was going to this school and uh the teacher was like making everybody go around and say who their favorite drummers were and i was like adam Deitch. and and the guy was like what and i was like yeah man like on like john scofield uber jam like that yeah that dude and he was like i went to berkeley with him in boston so i didn't know that was him yeah so when he would come through seattle this teacher set me up with them and was like, yo, I got this like 18 year old kid who is telling me that you're one of his favorite drummers. So we just kind of started taking lessons every time he came through. Um, and cool. then, yeah, he's still, I actually literally just saw him on, uh, on Friday in in That'd Florida cool. for a while.
0: That's dope, man. You had some, yeah. some. you had, you still do with some, some heavies dude, Stan Moore, some other, other cats, man. That's dope.
2: yeah he's uh he's a fun dude interesting guy i really like his playing style a lot but
1: that's cool
0: um so um you just were telling us before we went on the air that you um you were you just flew back home doing some travel dates that's like i don't even know what that's like anymore
2: dude (laughs) it was wild um the first couple shows were like in a big hall but they had tables um and they were doing the best that they could to kind of keep everybody socially distanced um but yeah like we had done a few streams like in venues where we would set up and they would have like the full pa and all the lighting and then we'd get done and it was just like you know crickets like no clapping nothing and it was kind of a weird feeling wow. so to get like energy back from people uh was like it was a trip it's felt like yeah. my hair on my arm was standing up like after the first song and because people were just like they're raging at yeah. a breweries, so people were already like quasi drunk to begin with um <laughs> so yeah it was fun uh it's a trip and not only just playing music but seeing music like seeing other bands play was i needed that as much as i needed to play
0: yeah i'm uh i'm like waiting i haven't so i've i played a, a few gigs but i haven't played like a real show and i'm like yeah. waiting i'm like man i just keep thinking about that like and like thinking about people just like raging like that haven't you know been feeling those vibrations for you know a few a year now you know or something, something yeah something. i've been like waiting to go to a show too
2: dude it, it felt really good it was nice i mean it's definitely like you go down to Florida or Texas and the first couple of shows were in North Carolina. So mm. you kind of know that that's a part of the country that, um, kind of like doesn't really, um, they're kind of like on their own program. Like, especially when it comes to like wearing masks and like COVID mm. and, and socially distancing where I live in Reno, Nevada. So it's like really tight. Yeah. Um, the going down there was like, I don't know what to expect. Uh, this is going to be crazy. Uh, so, but people were like, and like kept their distance but at the same time like you could tell that they were like so ready to like let it loose wow yeah Yeah, man
0: i'm feeling i'm feeling that kind of going that direction here in san diego where like i think people are really careful but man it's uh people are tired of this and um i just hope it doesn't result in like you know another wave or something but um
2: yeah i i hope not (laughs)
0: Yeah. I'm really stoked though that, man, that's really cool that to hear of musicians and drummers able to do flyouts and do, you know, that's picking up again. There was a, there was a point where I was like, I don't know if we're ever going to come out of this, you know, like, I, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever do another fly out. I don't know if I'll ever do another tour, you know, or like a real show. And so it's so, it's crazy to start seeing that come back, you know?
2: Yeah. It feels good. Definitely is nice to, uh, like walk on a big stage and and uh i don't know i i rarely get nervous before i play but like yeah i was nervous the last yeah. two days
0: that's really cool man that's really cool yeah. so um how is it like I, I was telling you we were like texting back and forth and i was like a few uh-huh. people have have texted me or like sent me the um delvin uh, our Organ trio like have you seen this man this is freaking dope man like this is uh-huh. like and like um that one like the um I always say KPFK but I know it's not KPFK whatever that one was that that the one that's like blown up on YouTube that's the one that uh, everybody sends me XP yes yeah yeah um great playing first of all but um you know like what is like how is it playing with that I mean that's like a that's like a real that's like a a serious buzz band right now you know and and it's gaining a lot of traction getting a lot of attention like how's it going with that what's it like playing in that trio like you know
2: it's great um i've always kind of wanted to play in a an organ trio that you know where i could just play like a pocket gig mm-hmm. um and i've known them for a few years i did a tour when i was with the sextons with them about 6 years ago um and just kind of stayed in touch with them they're a good doing this drummer roulette thing that they must have gone through like 20 to 25 drummers. Really? Um, wow. And I finally reached out to him and was like, Hey, let's get this thing going. Like I'm, I'm ready to do it. Um, and it's been a trip like they're at what they do. They're some of the best musicians in the world. Um, Jimmy James, the guitar player. Uh, yeah, I'm amazed that every time we go play a show, the amount of people that show up just to see, jimmy james on guitar um it's wild and delvon uh you know i sit there and play and the whole time through my head i'm like to watch somebody play bass lines because he does the foot pedals too so to watch Mm. him do the the bass lines with his feet and kind of like mimic it with his left hand while taking like a crazy solo it it just blows my mind um crazy definitely like makes me feel like i need to step it up and like be on top of my on my game which is nice um but yeah. they really uh they're very like on the pocket like they'll he could tell like when when grooves or tempos are like wavering um mm-hmm. so i definitely like have to pay attention and sometimes it gets a little nerve-wracking but um it's a blast
0: yeah man you do it well you you do uh you play that gig really well and it's 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 nice It's uh, it's it's just feel good music, and like the the drumming just is right there. It's in the pocket, and it's it's real nice, man. So, it's so great to play in um, you know, an organ led like an organ lead band, um, you know, and it's such a percussive instrument and um, brings out so much energy, man. It's such a great, you know, as especially as a drummer. Um, you know, aside from like, uh, from like agri with like lead organ or like rhythm doctors with re- lead organ for me, there's a, there's a dude out here, an older guy, his name was Jack Hill and he's a good friend of mine. And he was like one of the dopest, like baddest, um, organists, like uh-huh. jazz organists, um, I've ever seen. And I, I worked with him a, a, like a bunch, we'd like do a lot of jamming stuff. And then, um, I'd play with him, but he was like old school and like. It was such, he's so great, man. It was just so great to play in that setting with an organ that like a dude that knew how to play it, you know what I mean? And do the same thing with the feet and left-hand
2: bass and you know, all that stuff. So must be, man, that
0: seems like a dream gig, dude.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's such a cool, uh, it is a dream gig. It's a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, the organ definitely like other than the drums is easily probably my second favorite instrument. Like it just, the sound of it, um, Sometimes like Delvon would do these things like just messing around and like, I don't know what it is, but it I get this like flashback image of me like sitting in a ballpark, like with my dad, like eating peanuts, yeah, like yeah. got like this ballpark feel to it. <laughs> I love it. Like, and, and with the organ, um, it's such a like, he can put that in any situation. Like he can do like some like Coachella type festival or like a hippie, like swamp Florida jam thing um and then he can go do like these sit down really cool like small jazz clubs or jazz festivals cool. you can put you could put the organ in any situation so it's it's really really cool to see like the the contrast of crowds yeah. from that night. Yeah
0: yeah that's one thing that stood out right away to me with that with that group is um you know that trio is like it's what you said i can see it on any festival I can see it at any jazz festival or any like pop festival like Coachella or something like that. Um, and then, like you said, it's a, it's a trio. So you can do it. Like, it's kind of like how, um, Soul uh, uh soul life, you know, yeah. was like, that was like a real heavy jazz, you know, organ trio or whatever, yeah. not swung jazz, but you know, um, but still it was like, they would do so many different, different, um, like, platforms of of music you know and they could go on any stage and or open that like the delvon trio um could open for social distortion and then open for pat metheny and like it would still work you know what i mean it's like, exactly that, that's what i mean
2: yeah. yeah it's really it's it's awesome which it gives us a lot of flexibility with what we want to do when it comes to touring and picking cool. and playing shows. um but yeah it does those, those small club smaller person ones are the ones i think for all of us that are are the most fun yeah uh, get that crowd interaction you can kind of feel the energy a little bit more um i don't know if you've seen a live show of of delvon's but there's a lot of uh it's almost it's kind of like a half comedy show because him and jimmy jam just go back and forth and bag on each other the whole time oh, so really? like Cool. In these smaller clubs, like people can hear like everything that's being said amongst the band, so people are like cracking up and like as oh, they, wow. it's funnier throughout the night. Um, so yeah, it's pretty fun. It's it's uh, if you ever get a chance to see the show, it's it's definitely a funny one.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I would love to see that, especially if you guys roll through um San Diego. I'm full like for sure there. Hopefully, yeah. maybe my band can open too.
2: Dude, I. Uh, <laughs> No, i think we have something actually in june in like la jolla area um, oh nice i'll that's find out the, i'll find out the uh details for that but
0: oh man i would love that that's dope yeah
2: yeah i'll let you know
0: mm. so um other than like you know gigging with um with with that trio like how about the last year like what have you been up to or have you been teaching have you been like um you know doing sessions? writing like what have you been up to these the last you know several months
2: so i've definitely been doing a lot of uh a lot of practicing and shedding which is great um Mm it's kind of i took this opportunity to kind of be like when am i gonna have have this time like on my hands to like go practice like three four times a week for you know three hours at a time Mm -hmm. um so that's been good uh delvon had like a handful of streams that we did, um, the KXP thing included. Um, so we had some, some of those and we did a couple at the nectar lounge in Seattle, um, where they like brought us into the venue and they set up like a full PA and lights. And then they streamed the show, um, a bunch of that. And then we went out to Colbine records in, I think it was October and we recorded about 20 or 22 songs. Um, for uh, LP that's going to be coming out either later this year or at the beginning of next year, and then a, a handful of forty fives that will be peppered in there. Um, so I've also kind of been trying to do like this little video series where I um, I take like old samples or old breaks, and I um, will play like the first part of the sample, and then I'll put it like into the whatever like hip hop song. It, okay. It, so that's been a lot of fun, um nice. and it's kind of, not a lot of people know like that a m- majority of hip hop is like sampled um, right. and not a lot of people know that, so like yeah. when you tell the stories about it, they're like, "Oh wow, I had no idea um and I also learned stuff myself, like um I just did one about the t l c uh, what a man,
1: oh, and
2: yeah. uh how it was sampled by. Uh, or that's a sample from Linda Lindell and uh, she was a white woman who was uh, singing with the Stax Records Band basically Uh and touring with them and her song was like a huge hit and like all these white supremacist groups found out about it and like were like threatening her Um, and she literally retired from music after that song and it was like biggest hit and she like just quit Um, because she was like scared for her life because she was playing. She was a Stax records artist. Um, And I didn't know that until I started doing this, this video series. So like, it's been like, you know, partially educational as well.
0: Yeah. That's really cool, man. That's like, I love that kind of stuff. I was trying to think of like, there's some other drummers that, um, you know, like, uh, I can't think offhand, but like that are, uh, you know, kind of dive in deep like that kind of stuff and and yeah you know like um i know like zach nager is a friend of ours and he's he's always on the show and he he does a you know he 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 dives deep into like music and roots of like where it comes from and all that stuff especially in funk stuff yeah um but um yeah i love that that's so that's so great and um it's so crazy when you start diving down the rabbit hole of like what like, how first of all, how many samples are on like some of these hip hop songs where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. he took this from this and this from that and that from this and blah, 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 blah. And, um, yeah, and then hearing the originals normally they're the, the reason why they're sampled is because the originals are already banging, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like kind of a cool insight to like what some of your favorite rappers or producers were like listening to, um, especially like Dr. Dre or, or like a Jay Dilla when you get into those guys and, um, you find out some of the music that they 're sampling uh like they were listening to some some sixties seventies soul music that i 've never heard of or like nobody 's mm-hmm. ever heard of um and so when I really dig into that stuff i I also find out about singers and and old bands that I had no idea existed um, yeah so it 's cool to know like what your favorite artists were were listening to. That's um, so like,
0: funny, man. That's like, it's so, I I'm so the same way, like on I've, you know, sometimes I'll find like a sample of something and then I'll like that more than the, the song that, you know, I was listening to all these years. And then that's in regular rotation of my, you know, whatever mix or whatever. But some of these samples are so deep, man. Like they're like sampled off of like some, you know, like some, school tv thing or like you know whatever like it's it's some of them i've i've found where i'm like this is the dopest sample (laughs) ever and it's just like so deep it's like some rare clip from some instructional video at at the library or something right yeah (laughs) Yeah,
2: totally clear i have those moments too all the time where i'm like oh like i'll be with my girlfriend like hanging out at home and i'll I'll hear something and i'll like stop like a show or like a movie and like pull out my phone and bust yeah. out spotify and i was like that's where it was sampled from and she's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm and i'm like uh, so, so but yeah i do that all the time have
0: you seen that website i think it's called who sampled
2: it oh yeah that's like my favorite website yeah. of all time
0: i love that website too i've like I, there's been nights where it's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm on my phone, like, like looking through stuff like, Oh, that's the song. Oh, like, spe- yeah. like I go down that rabbit hole with Madlib, dude. Like there's a lot of True. stuff that he samples. it's so like, so deep, like where you I'm just like, I don't even know where you would even find this, you know?
2: Yeah, man. He, uh, especially with the reggae stuff, like he had that, uh, blunted in the bomb shelter, Album and mm. and there's a lot of stuff on there that I was like, dude, this is like, and I I listened to like a lot of '60s, '70s, like ska, rock steady, oh cool, I, I lovers rock type of stuff, and and uh, like on that record, a majority of it I hadn't heard before, so I was like, man, like he's he's really digging, and like he, I love Mad Lib he's probably yeah. Jay Diller, like neck and neck, like I
0: agree, <laughs> that's cool, for, man, yeah. That's very, yeah,
1: man, that's dope. It's dope, right, Funky Phil? Yeah, man. (laughs) I've always wanted to do, I had an idea to do a band that would, uh, it would just play the original songs that were sampled.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Because people would recognize it even if they never heard that song. They like, it it would like be like, wait, I know that. I know that grew from something. It
0: was a band from LA that, 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 that's what they did.
1: Um, I'm sure i'm not the first one to think of it <laughs>
0: oh, i can i can't i can't remember who it was uh it wasn't b side it was somebody oh my gosh um and their drum their bass player would play like a cello like as an upright bass it, it, maybe it wasn't a cello but it was like oh, a yeah. um and it was like yeah the funky like it was such a funky like every they, they sampled like every they would do like their whole set was like a medley and they would okay. do just every sample, but they'd play at the original.
2: Oh uh, damn. I, yeah.
0: I can't remember who it was though. Man, it's like yeah. It'll come to me as soon as we stop recording.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you remember, just blurt it out. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I keep wanting to say B side players, but it's not B side. It's um I can't remember. Um well anyways, um anything going on in the chat,
1: Funky Phil? Uh not much. Right. A few people okay. Stan Stan popped in and said hi.
0: Oh, nice. What's up, Stan? Long time. yeah. Long time to uh, hear from and see doing some dope stuff. Stan Bicknell. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump on the wheel of death. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Phil, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Drum, drum, drum Brigade Podcast. All right. So the wheel of death is, um, it's not what you think. No one dies. It's just, it's just chill. It's just random questions. And, um, and that's about it. So <laughs> we'll go around and, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get it started. All right. I'm going to spin it. What the, that's not the right button. Jeez. <laughs> don't okay. tell anybody how janky our show is <laughs> all right, um, what's a talent you don't have that you wish you had
2: uh drawing
0: drawing that's a good one.
2: yeah, I'm a terrible drawer.
0: I'm horrible at drawing too horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible.
2: I'm like still kind of like all oh, the stick figure like i can get my, I can get a stick figure across better than if I actually like tried.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that one that I'm, I'm, I wish I, I mean, that could be so handy for me if I was like, Hey, I have this idea for a shirt or I have this idea for something, a logo or whatever. And I just knew how to draw even a little bit. Exactly. Terrible at drawing though.
2: Yeah. And you know, people are like, well, you use your hands like for a living, you know, one would think you'd be able to draw, but yeah, that's one thing that I kind of always wish I could do.
0: That part of my brain is missing. (laughs) What about you, Funky
1: Phil? I still wish I could sing. (laughs) I bet you (laughs) can. (laughs) I just, Uh, I I feel like I'm awful at it. I don't know. I hate it. Okay. So I
0: I wish I was, um, I wish I had like marketing skills and business skills, like as far as I knew how to, like, I can take one of my ideas and then. Like figure out how to put it, make it a bit like make a business plan, and then raise the money, and um, and then I don't know, like get the money (laughs) and and market it, and then turn it into millions of people like just loving whatever I do. You see how much I don't have this skill? Yeah, no, that was deep. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I need. uh, I just need to hire people to do that. Um, (laughs) all right, let's go again. All right. Oh, I, we haven't had this one. (laughs) We haven't had this one in a long time. Okay. Uh, this is the first impressions question. Okay. So this is, uh, this one you're meeting me, you're meeting funky Phil for the very first time. Now you have to come up with, and we're going to do the same thing for you. We have to come up with what, We're like, what we're into, what kind of job we have. Like, this is your first impression. You're like, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Corey. Nice to meet you, man. And then you're just like, okay, cool. Hey, nice to meet you. And you're sizing me up. You're like, this guy's obviously into this kind of music. He's obviously does this for a living. This is what kind
2: of guy he is. Okay, for sure.
0: They have to do it for Uh, me and
2: Phil. So, for Phil, my first thought like, when I saw you on the screen was Peanut Butter Wolf for some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> uh, and then, like, so I could see you from, like, the shoulders down. So, like, if I had to guess walking into a store and I see you standing there checking out in front of me, I'd be like, this guy listens to the deaf tones. <laughs> and he, he definitely something to do with electronics would be the would be like the job
0: I love it yes that is definitely pretty much exactly what Phil is
2: (laughs)
1: this is the best question Deftones uh,
2: no offense Phil these are all
1: good (laughs) it's cool cool. I've I've had much worse
2: I I love the Deftones yeah Um, for Corey, um, all right. Wait, let me give you a full full view here.
0: Black on black on black.
2: Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so like, I would, I would think that you were like a delivery, like bike dude for like Postmates. I would, and I would totally, yeah. <laughs> I, for some reason. But imagine that you're vegan. <laughs> I guess I dress
0: and look like how who I basically am.
2: <laughs> and you might work part time at a co-op.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah, dude, I- I'm all for that. I've gotten random stuff. Like I had somebody say you're you're a Mormon. I had somebody say that like I'm a barista. Like yeah. I, yeah you- I, I I'll take it like I'm a I'm a fixie writer.
2: I deliver stuff. And like, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like new, new to Los Angeles by way of like Portland.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, what kind of music do I listen to? Uh,
2: probably like the Pixies My Morning Jacket. All right. Uh, uh, and Bad Brains probably. I'd like yeah. there's like some punk peppered in there.
0: Yeah, dude. I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. I'm definitely that guy starting now.
2: <laughs> all
0: right. So um, all right. I'm going. I'm gonna go first. Fuck you, Phil. If that's all right <laughs> with you. Okay. All right. Dan is like the dopest. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just I have Okay. Dan is like a dope underground rapper. Like dope though, like like you're on stones throw, you're you're yeah, and it's just like you're people are just like bro, this dude, yeah, and it's it's fire, it's underground hip hop though, not like mumble rap, it's like underground hip hop, jazz chords, the whole thing. Oh man, I'll take it. I'll take Peanut it. Peanut butter wolf is like your dude, yep. you know, like <laughs> yeah, and you you make yeah, it's I, I listen to you every day.
2: I'm like <laughs> Ebon's little brother, yeah, like that. Yeah. All
0: right. Um, you, uh, and you just, you're, you're deep. Like you just, you, you have a, you have a notebook, like you have a a journal and you're just, you're always writing new, like ideas for lyrics. And like, you're just, that's all you do. And you just like ride the train, you skate, you skate, but you don't really skate anymore. And you just like smoke weed and you just like write lyrics. And then you just, you're just constantly pumping out music every week. It's just like, and it's blowing people's minds every day. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I've never I've never gotten that I'm a dope rapper I've never had anybody yeah. guess that's a first if not that
0: you're like really really good at hacky sack in a park <laughs> 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 and I think I think that's it like, yeah you're from New York you skate really good you got like tons of style and um, yeah see and I would think that you or you were good at like
2: graffiti art <laughs> And again, like that's another one. Not good at graffiti art.
0: Yeah. Funky Phil, but I can you've see changed it. a little bit for me. What, what were you going to say?
2: No, I could see how how you could think I was like a grapher or something like that. I could. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. Um, all right. Funky Phil, you've changed a little bit. You're. Uh oh. I think you're just. um. Gosh, let me think about this. Uh. I feel like you're, <laughs> what, what are you wearing? Shorts? or Are you wearing pants? I'm wearing shorts today. Oh, shorts. Oh dude. You're, um, I think you're like a mountain biker <laughs> and like, <laughs> you're just a mountain biker guy. You, you, you write code for your job. You just sit in a little room and you write code <laughs> and you just ride mountain bikes and like, You're not, like, super good at mountain bikes, but it's your passion. You love it. I write code. And and you write code, yeah. And then you're just like, oh, man. You you just drink Monster, you know, and you're just like, I'm just going to go and, like, ride a mountain bike today. And that's what you do. I mean, (laughs) That's all you
1: do. I wish I could write code. (laughs) It seems like a valuable skill set.
0: Dude, Phil is literally all over the place. Whenever I do this question for Phil, it's like he's one time he was like he's really into sublime and he like he always comes up to you after a gig and he's just like wants to talk to you like you know Kind like,
1: of symbols are those?
0: Yeah, yeah, he just, you know, one time I saw you here and you you guys were great and like you didn't play my song tonight. Like he's that guy he just won't leave you alone, you know? Like
2: <laughs> try to pack out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Funky Phil, your turn.
2: Uh, this is
1: tough. <laughs> Dan, you're a fixed gear bike messenger who lives in I'm gonna go with Philadelphia. And, I could definitely see that. And yeah, you you're an listen, East Coast guy. You listen to like real hardcore death metal, like just the really grout you know, screamy kind with the
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> like the kind core of stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: And okay. Corey, you're a dock worker. Um clearly <laughs> right. by your hat, you know. You work somewhere <laughs> where it gets pretty cold out. That's why you have the hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what kind of music you listen to though. Um I'm gonna go with like, like it's
0: obviously Mumford and Sons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was I was thinking like the um oh, what is that called? The Quiet Storm, like you just like smooth jazz. You just rock Quiet Storm, and you you like (laughs) you load boxes on and off of like trucks.
0: (laughs) Listening to Quiet Storm might be
1: the show title, by the way. Yeah, and everybody else, everyone else, everyone else is like, "Why is he always listening to Quiet Storm? I want to listen to like something." Something that gets me going, and you're just like I like, like it. four seven, the waves, yeah, quiet storm, like, that kind of stuff. You like it keeps me cool, keeps me you know calm while I'm moving all this heavy, <laughs> these heavy boxes and stuff. That's what I'm going what with heck, today.
2: Dude? Yeah, that's <laughs> the quiet storm. Yeah, <laughs> the quiet storm. I mean, my, like I'm taking that. That's my new nickname. Quiet storm. <laughs> like
1: that smooth R and B stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> That is a first.
0: I've never been like okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I definitely like Dan's interpretation of me more than yours. Mine's more accurate. I'm though. a laborer that listens to smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do a couple more. Here we go. Snap your fingers! You are no longer a drummer. What's your career?
2: (laughs) Probably a high school teacher.
0: Oh, all right. Very, very, uh, yeah. That's cool.
2: Yeah, I would. I kind of like if I wasn't into music, like especially like in high school and college and whatnot. I think it would have been cool to be a a high school teacher because I always remember like high school. If I had, like, a badass cool teacher, like, I always wanted, like, they were always the one that I, like, wanted to try the hard most for. Like, I didn't want to let them down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I um, I always wanted to be a teacher when I was younger. Like, I wanted to be a school teacher. When I, when I was, mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't, I, when I was really young, I just always envisioned myself being a teacher. And then uh, yeah, I never, I, yeah, I never got to be a school teacher, but, like, I really enjoy teaching drums. It's really cool.
2: Um, yeah. I just like it's probably Sound good I do a teacher because like people like look at me like I'm like uh, like a 20 year old so like people don't really mm-hmm. take me seriously <laughs> like but like when I like teach music lessons especially like with like younger kids or like the high school kids like they just like can't take me seriously because i like just look so young <laughs> that's good yeah
0: yeah i I always I always feel like I don't want to tell people how actually how old I especially little kids like most of the time I'm older than their parents and I'm like oh man like I hope they don't know that like <laughs> I'm actually older than their mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh it's 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 a hard pill to swallow but yeah uh, what about you Funky Phil
1: okay so I think now I get paid like a lot of money to travel and do reviews on high end hotels all over the world. Very cool, and like specifically with um, like ones that can accommodate families. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go on a vacation. Can you tell?
0: If you can yeah. be a mommy vlogger, like I'm sure you can pursue this career, Phil. This it's not too late. You can do this. I'll
1: have to be a daddy vlogger.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pretty dope though. Um, I agree with yeah. you. That would be a pretty cool career.
1: Yeah, just yeah. like it's like get, getting a high end tour, but. Um, it's just the hotels. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think uh for me, I have I have like two. I would either want to be like a guy that gets paid to travel around and be a motivational speaker and like speak at events and just like kind of like Gary V or like Tony Robbins, um Evan Carmichael, Tony Robin, like those kind of guys where I just like I show up and I'm just like this is your problem. You guys got to just like, you got to do this. You got the headset you know,
1: microphone. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> lots, headset mic. I'm just, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hugging people, you know, like I I do it my own way, but yeah, that guy, or I would be like, I would be like, um, uh, well, I, uh, now I can't remember that guy's name. The dude, that's like the, the, the YouTube's like biggest vlogger guy. Um, uh I can't, I'll think of it later. But anyways, <laughs> he does the same thing. You said um, biggest vlog dude? On- like the dude that does did vlogs for every day, like the um
2: Oh
0: yeah, I, I can't think of his I name. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um anyways, either that or I always say professional cyclist. So if I if I, I'm too old to be a professional cyclist now, but <laughs> um if I was like if I chose a different path. I wish I would have been a professional cyclist. It's
2: a rough job though. That would be rough. Yeah. That's, I mean, I just kind of got into biking like three years ago and that's like, whew, that's hard. Yeah.
0: I love it, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to do the grind. It seems glamorous right now, but I wouldn't want to everything, you know, just you're on your bike every day and you're just like, you have to really love it. I'm, yeah. And I'm far from that. like, I love riding my bike, but. So I don't know if that would be my career. I think right now if I'm choosing to snap my fingers, this is my career. I'm a I'm a motivational. I'm Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, dude. Tony hey, Robbins. <laughs> Everybody needs- or, I, or I'm a I'm a van life vlogger. Like I just I just I just travel around and I'm like today we're going to go hike the Grand Canyon and then I'm just like I pour my coffee and I'm like, you know, maybe I'll do that. I'm that's me now.
2: Yeah, yeah. you can put your bike on the back and then yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah I I might have a career change and just go for that full blast dude. Just all my eggs in that basket (laughs) I want that really bad
2: do it (laughs) retirement who knows
0: Yeah, all right. You down for one more.
2: Oh, yeah All right, I
0: think um I'm spinning it, but I'm probably not going to ask the question because <laughs> every time our listeners want the same, they want the dinosaur question. Okay, so sure. Phil, are you cool with that? Yeah. Did di- everybody pipe
1: up and say that? Could do dinosaurs or time travel
0: or uh, the superhero thing.
1: Or super, we haven't done a superhero one in a while. All right, I don't know. All right. Your choice. We're gonna <laughs>
0: skip dinosaur today and do uh, superhero. So it's simple. It's you get one superpower that you get to keep forever and it's your power, you know, like you can fly, you can be invisible, you can be immortal, like whatever,
1: but But only one, no bundles, no Superman status. No bundles.
2: Only one. Yes. I think it would be reading minds.
0: Wow. Never had that one.
2: Manipulative.
1: (laughs) Interesting. If I'm already there,
2: (laughs) I already know what's coming
1: yeah wow
2: i like
0: you finishing people's sentences and stuff
2: yeah like <laughs> real trippy wow at That's the grocery cool. store like somebody like looking for something and i just like come up and hand it to them
0: oh They're, man i found it what? <laughs> <laughs> dang dude <laughs> i think mine is the same as phil's phil go ahead
1: yeah i always do the same one i do uh invincible like i just want to be invincible nothing i i'll never die i could be floating in space okay. without a suit you know <laughs> <laughs> no disease can get so me so that is different from mine you could throw me into the sun is, and i'd still be alive dang dude
0: <laughs> all right mine is um teleportation i want to be able to teleport anywhere
2: that would be dope yeah
0: and, and like what we've said before was if you're touching something, then that teleports with you. So like, what if you if have you're your hand your, drums, hand, your,
1: what's your, your hands on the wall of your studio? Does that teleport the whole studio though? Ooh, that's different.
2: That's, that's, that's a different. good question. Yeah.
1: Cause
0: like, what if you teleport to another studio, but your hand is on your studio and then it, it like, what
1: happens, you, can, you know, it just smashes yeah. the other one. Well, I'll have yeah, to like, try if- it,
0: Phil. I've never tried it. So I mean, yeah.
1: think,
2: think of all the people maybe you could squeeze in building can be the teleportation episode. Yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get back with you. I'll try to <laughs> teleport my studio and everything
2: in it and,
0: and then I'll let you know what happens. Um, but it would be very useful for gigs. You're running late for the gig, whatever you just, you hand on your cart or whatever, you know, your, your drums, you hug your drums or whatever, teleport to the gig. Boom. You're there. Now, is it only one hand or can
2: you have like each hand?
0: Oh, I'm going to have to get back to you on that as well. I haven't tried it yet. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and assume that if your body is touching something like you teleport, your clothes come with you because they're all, you know, they're touching your body. So, hmm. um, I think you just have to think it. So like, if I'm in my car, boom, I teleport and I'm
1: in my car. Can you teleport your your car? That's crazy, I like it. Yeah, that nah. you
0: teleport your bicycle,
1: man. Anything. Okay,
0: shoes, skates. If you're wearing skates, you can just teleport all of a sudden. And you're in. You know, doesn't matter. <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So you just gotta make sure you don't forget. You know, like, like one time I was tra- trying to teleport, but my like my kick drum pedal was like off to the side, and it wasn't touching my drum. So then I, you
2: know, I had no <laughs> kick pedal for the gig. I see and nobody wants that. That's not a fun gig. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. I'd nope. have like roller skates on and then like a huge camping backpack, like just full of a bunch of stuff that I would like cheese it, uh, <laughs> like <a> block, <laughs> just like stuff that I like need in my life. And then uh-huh. I'd like have like one of like a fruit basket type contraption <laughs> on my head. I'd stuff that with more things and then I'd touch my bed.
1: Dang. That's great. I like yeah. that you're trying to get as much stuff in one trip as possible when you could just like teleport back and get more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: It's
0: got to go back. Boom. <laughs> leave it to me to like, leave it to me to be like still lazy, even though I could just instantaneously teleport back. It's still trying to get one at like one trip, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So that's our, tele- that's our uh, superhero question. Um, so yeah anything else in the in the in the chat funky phil
1: uh matt matt hubble said thank you for skipping dinosaurs hashtag brontosaurus rex
2: does everybody (laughs) say velociraptor a lot of people do yeah a lot of people do that would have um, been (laughs) answer.
0: yeah we, we ask that one all the time. Like a lot of people always want that one. And so we, we always, and then me and Phil get in an argument on the names of dinosaurs and it, it just becomes this <laughs> ongoing thing. So well, yeah. Like- so anyways, um, well anyways, Dan, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Really cool. You know, really cool catching up with you. And, um, you know, we, we've, um, We've met before. We've known each other, I think, for a while. Um, I can't remember when, where, how, all that stuff, but...
2: Um, yeah, I, 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 so I used to play with, like, a ska reggae band back in the day called Kaiser Soze, and I think there was, like, some crossover yes. that happened okay. back then. Um, I
0: definitely remember the band. Um, I hope I was nice to you, man. I always, I always have this fear that I was, like, a jerk to people.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, you, like... Put your hand like on my face and you like. No, the- not at this time. <laughs> no no, no this-
0: questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're just like, boop. No. It's like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I w- actually I do hope I did that. <laughs> no, I hope you can like see, like, I hope you can see now that I've changed and I'm not that guy anymore. And.
2: <laughs> just, you were super cool. You were super cool. Okay. I was, I I don't know. I I was. I, was, I don't think I was twenty one yet. I was young, so. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, I'm glad we've we've crossed paths before, um, and um, I hope I hope we can again. Anytime you want to come on, man. You have anything you want to promote, or you just want to hang out spin the wheel with us. Even if there's another guest, of course, you're always welcome, man.
2: No, yeah, thank no you. Question. I appreciate it, man. It was a good time. It's nice to catch up with you both as well. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good to talk with you guys.
0: Yeah. And next time you're in San Diego, please let us know. We, I will yeah. I'll,
2: uh, I'll find out and I'll message you, uh, on the, on the Facebook or something, let you know, but I think I'm pretty sure it's sometime in the middle of June. Sweet.
0: Sounds good, man. All right. All right. I hope you have a great week and um, we'll we'll catch up with you later.
2: All right, see you guys.
1: That
0: was dope. That that dude was cool, man. Dan Weiss,
1: yeah, good dude, good awesome. drummer, man, awesome dude,
0: yeah, just super chill too, like just yeah, but he's he's funky drummer, solid pocket, and um, stand up guy, really cool, really cool to have him on. Thank you, thank you, Dan, for coming on, hanging out with us today. Really cool to have you on here, and uh, catch up again. So, um, funky Phil, what? I don't know what intro to play, so I'm just not going to play one. I went to this isn't much of a soapbox but I went to a I went to an actual shed on Friday last week. What? Yeah, got invited to a shed. So there's like another group out here that is hosting sheds and they're doing them like out in public
1: and whoa. Um we had the idea so long ago.
0: I know. <laughs> and
1: it so this is
0: why, like, it's kind of a, Hey, this one time, Hey, like kind of a soapbox, but not really a soapbox. Okay. Um, first of all, very cool that dudes are like the drum community is alive and well out here. have to tell you about this situation. Okay. <laughs> so I get, so first of all, you know how I feel about sheds. Like I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know, man. Like I love shedding when, when it's like a, a controlled situation, I think like when the right dudes are there and, um, You know, it's, I I try to maintain my outlook, acceptance, belonging, camaraderie over competition. It's friendly, fun, you know, healthy competition, you know, and, um, but drumming is all in all is a very positive thing for me. And I really work hard to maintain that. And so I don't like negative stuff, even though I get on a soapbox and I get negative and I have my days and all that stuff. I really like chops and coffee is a very positive situation, you know? And that's, that's essentially what it is. My drum lessons are very positive. I try to maintain that. So anyways, buddy of mine invites me to a shed I'm like, all right, you know, and I'm, I've heard this other dude, the dude who hosted, I've heard him play and I'm like, oh man, it's like, he's, serious like it's it's like Eric Moore kind of level you know not quite Eric Moore is like elite but it's like maybe a step below that mm, okay and so it's it's like these dudes are like it's no joke it's no joke it's like this is a serious shed so from what I see what I've seen on the internet anyways long story short dude these dudes decide to do a shed like you, I'm trying to think of what it would be like They they're doing it at like Uh, kind of like a state, not a state park, but like, a. it's not a park, but it's like basically where you start a hike and it's like an organized place where there's, where it's, it's like a, it's a, it's kind of like a state park. What do they call that? It's, it's like, um, maybe it is a state park. So there's like a parking lot. There's like a, like a Creek. It's like this blissful people go there for peace and quiet. They do a hike. There's places to picnic. Next to the creek, you know, mm-hmm. it's very, very, very like Zen. Yeah. You're quiet. You hear birds and like, and they're
1: like, let's, let's make all sorts of noise. And see, let's go see have a can shed. do the fastest 30 second note drum fill.
0: Okay. So, so we show up and I'm, I'm just kind of like me, like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I might jump in. I might just check it out. And, and so we're trying to find a place like in the wilderness to set the drums and start shedding. Like next to this, this Creek mm. and we can't find a place. And, and then we, we go to this like other place where there's like a people having a birthday picnic. We're about to set up drums next to them. And so I'm kind of like, ah, oh, this is a bad idea. And so I'm totally getting social anxiety. Like we shouldn't do this. Yeah. And then the main guy's like, sorry, guys, I didn't really plan this out, but maybe we can come back here. And I know the struggle of, like, trying to lead a group of drummers that all showed up, you know. So they go to this, like, the the information center, basically. There's a little, like, steps, you know, stage, like, platform there. And they're like, well, let's just do it here. They set the drums up next to each other. So I'm thinking, like, we ease it in. Like, we, you know, we start, like, you know, like, really, you know, quiet. A quiet shed. Yeah. Bro, it's full on, full on. As hard as you can hit the drums from note one. Nice. It's like it's full on, dude. Like you know how loud sheds get? It's like worse than that.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And this is like it's like <laughs> You know that song? The blissful song? (laughs) It's like that. that And then (laughs) then it's just like as loud as you can possibly be on the drums. Sweet. So and you, so, uh, I'm, dude, I'm getting that hot feeling like, oh, my God, like uh, maybe I just walk away like this is not the place for this. I just went on a hike yesterday. I was mad that people were like talking behind me like they were on the trail up the trail from me and they were having a conversation. And I was like, I came up here for peace and quiet. I don't want people talking. OK, we set up at a trail for hiking and we're banging the drums like we're beating the crap out of the drums. What about like, what a bunch of selfish punks? I <laughs> kind of feel the same way. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm kind of so torn because I'm kind of like, yeah, drum community. We have no place to play. We need this. But I'm also like, but this is like a, a Zen hiking place.
1: I got a question. <laughs> were there cameras involved? I, I did take a couple of videos. Yeah. Were there, were there more than just yours?
0: It was a couple of the other guys were were filming too, but... Okay. Okay, well, long story short, dude, it was only like a matter of five seconds before Karen and her kids walk up. And and they're patiently waiting for a gap in the freaking soloing to like say something. And so it, it goes from... Meanwhile, it starts off... This is where it gets a little risky because it starts off where the vibe is totally wrong for me the guy is on a rant the guy leading this is on a soapbox dude about another drummer and it is not a friendly soapbox he Uh-oh. is like on a soapbox on how this this drummer is like he's just not a fan of this dude and he's just like he's it, it's like he's he's ranting and okay. so i'm kind of like already like oh boy <laughs> like and then then the drumming starts and i'm like oh man this is like This is crazy. Okay. Step three, Karen walks up with her little kid and she's like, excuse me. She's like, is this a permitted event? And then it escalates. It goes from like zero to 60, like instantaneously. The guy's like, no, she's like, this is highly offensive. What are you doing? She's like, this is offensive. And like, dude, it, it start, it turns into a cussing match. This dude's telling her, to go blankety blank herself and like in front of her kids, all of us, I mean, all of us are just like, Oh, 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 Oh. And like, I'm kind of like, I understand. But then she's like, there's rules to this. There's rules. You can't do this. Then I get involved. I'm like, what rules do you make the rules? You don't make the rules. Like I'm standing up for my drum community. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I can't do I'm positive. And like, it's just, it's an avalanche,
1: dude. Mm. It's
0: an avalanche of just, Everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And so I'm like, I'm telling my buddy like, yo, dude, like, I don't know about this. You know, I'm like, drumming is a very positive thing for me. And I don't know if I should be here. This isn't positive. This is negative. We got people yelling at us. I got this guy ranting about another drummer when I'm trying to unite the freaking drum community through the brigade. And he's like, this, this shed is like built on competition. It is not built on camaraderie. It is built on like, yeah, I want to go against that guy and show him how it's done. That's the stuff that's being said. Wow. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, like this is not, this is not for me. (laughs) So we pack up the stuff. The, The vibe with the shed though is still cool. It's still like everybody's, you know, it's the camaraderie that we always love. It's laughing and joking and we'll just go to another place. So this dude's like, we're gonna go to another place because of you," he's telling the lady, the Karen, and she's like, "Good, I'm gonna call the, the ranger." And he's like, "You can call him. We're going." He's like, "But I want you to take responsibility for what you've done. You've killed all the fun. You're taking all the fun out of the room." Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So we we pack up the drums. We go to a park. Yeah. Set up at the park. Start shedding again. Full, I mean, it's like in a neighborhood park. It's. <laughs> full on dude it's full on again and it's not just like ease them in it's like are you guys ready like for 30 minutes straight (laughs) and it is like dude. dude so i jumped in had some fun i i played and it was it was totally cool but It was like, you know, same, same situation as every shit I'm in my head. It's like, I'm, I'm not really like, I'm just trying to, trying to work my way through this and, you know, and, you know, a bunch, a bunch of other drummers are like watching me. And, you know, so it's like all that stuff is going through my, this isn't the brigade. So it's like, you know, it's not based on our values and our morals and our, you know, the camaraderie and everyone's accepted. It's built on like outdoing each other and built on like bettering yourself by like getting in the ring with somebody that's better than you. It's built, it's based on that. And, um, another Karen walks up from the neighborhood. And this one's super nice, though. And she's like, "Excuse me, guys. Um, hey, how's it going?" He's like, "She's like, hey, I just was wondering about the scheduling of this. D- is this something that you guys do every week, or is this like, I'm just trying to wonder? Like, I'm wondering what you guys um, like, how we can work together because she's like, I have like a a horse. What do they call it, equestrian or something? Like, where where they train horses or they give horse lessons or something? Uh huh." She's like, um, I have one of those like next door. And to be honest, my horses are going crazy. She's like, and it's like, I'm putting my students in danger. I just had to cancel one of my lessons because my horses are going bananas because I can't see where the noise is coming from. So she's like, I'm just wondering if we can maybe like work together. Like I can work around your schedule or like so nice, dude. So yeah. nice. And so, but she's also kind of like, come on, guys, like, really? You know, and so the majority of the guys were like, Hey, yeah, sorry, we just didn't really have anywhere to go. And we were at another place and we got kicked out of there. So we decided to come to a park. She's like, Look, I know everybody has their thing that they want to do. And, you know, this is your guys' thing. I'm not trying to stop you guys from your thing. Everybody just has the right to do what they do. She's like, I'm just trying to figure out how I can still work. I'm trying to make a living over here. And, I'm 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 putting myself in danger. My horses, my animals are going nuts. <laughs> and the guy's the dude that's leading it is already throwing his symbols in the car. He's like, we'll just leave. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go again. I'm like, please, this lady's so nice. She's so nice. And he's like, she's like, she's start she's kind of being tough too. She's like kind of like, I'm trying to think of another place you guys can go. She's really being nice, but she's like you guys can't really do this. You know, she's being realistic. And, and, um, the guy's like, we're packing up. We'll just go somewhere else. And she's like, I'm really sorry guys. She's like, I'm really sorry. She's like, I'm not trying to kick you out of here. I know this is a public park. I know, I know, but she's like, I'm just trying to, you know, I don't know really, I don't have a solution here. He's like, we're already leaving. And I'm just, I'm like, I I gotta go. I, I can't, I can't. It's not, it's nothing personal. I just, I got to go. Like I can't deal with this anxiety, you know? Mm -hmm. And then she over, so she's like, I thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. She's like, Oh, that's so good. I don't have to cancel my, the rest of my lessons. I'm going to go. And then she like, she just dips away. And I'm like, that was a nice contrast from the last lady. And then that guy's like, yeah, that other B like super loud, that lady hears him say B and she's like, Hey guys, come on. Like, and I'm like, Oh my god, dude. This is like a worst-case scenario. Oh my god, dude. And then like they're like no not you and it's like now trying to convince her that we're not talking about her. Meanwhile, there's another guy that rolls up from the neighborhood. He's like, "I heard these tribal drums over here." And this is like, "This is so cool. Do you guys have a double bass pedal? I would love to jump in if you had a double bass pedal." Clearly a and white so- guy
1: you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's your white that's your white guy voice <laughs> dude
0: literally said i heard tribal drums <laughs> tribal G-
1: drums
0: <laughs> yeah and he's like the guys are like well you can jump in if you want to go grab it and he's like all right i'll be right back and he like goes and gets his double bass pedal meanwhile karen came canceled us and then we have to like put so all the drums are in the car this dude pulls up with his like double bass and he's like hey guys like And they're just like, you can follow us. And it's dude, it's just a, it was just a totally, it's a, there's a couple takes here. Okay. One, I get it. You can't just set your drums up in any place you want and play as loud as you possibly can. Have a shed of all things. It's one thing if you're practicing, you're playing music, you're playing to some songs. That's one thing. But a shed is a different story.
1: Yeah. Like you cannot do that.
0: Yeah. especially i'm at, trying to
1: uh, I'm, I'm trying to imagine if someone set up something equally loud close to where you were working what your response yeah. would be
0: like if we're doing this <laughs> podcast right now and somebody decided to have like a trumpet battle in the studio i would be like bro you guys got to stop yeah. you guys can't do this um you know and so like uh I I completely understand, and I don't think it needed to escalate like that. That's one. Two, my other take, though, is, dude, drummers, we need to do what we do. There is no place where anyone is okay with drummers practicing or playing. It happened here at our studio. Yeah. Yeah. We need. We need. We. I. I got this place, and I pay rent so that I could have a place to play my drums. That's
1: why I built this room.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And not everybody can do that.
1: No. And I'm, so, I'm very lucky. what drummers?
0: It's. It's the same thing as when I was younger, and we'd skate. We'd go skateboarding. You can't just skate anywhere. And as soon as you start, you find a cool spot to skate. Somebody's there to tell you you can't do it. And so that kind of was like, man, why do people hate drums so much? Like, I understand that they're loud and, but we're trying our best. Like, what can we do? Play quieter. (laughs) Play quieter. Yeah. Play quieter. Come to the drum brigade and have a shed on these little, these quiet pads. But people don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to, people want, like, if you're a hiker, you go to a hiking spot to hike, you know? And so what do we do? We go to Guitar Center and try to play on the drums there. Or people do it at churches, you know? Um, so, uh, but anyways, the other thing is though, man, like it makes me appreciate the stuff, the the community that we've built. It makes me appreciate all the guys that are listening and the guys that show up at chops and coffee and our students. And it makes me appreciate, you know, and even the guys that I was doing that shed with that community was cool too. It's its own thing. It's just, it's a different thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have their thing and, you know, it's built on different values than what ours is built on. But at the same day, we still have the same problem. We still want to shed with each other. We still want to get better and we still need a place to do that. Yeah. And so um, Drum Brigade needs to be that place essentially, um, you know, uh, but but um, I think that it makes me appreciate the positive vibe that Drum Brigade has and the, the positive core values that we really, really work hard to establish in our community. I think that is um, something really special and uh, going to an outside shed and, you know, going to an outside community, outside my community, outside your community, this community, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and like a couple of our guys was there. And they were kind of like saying the same thing. Like, yeah, well, it's cool to like venture to another community and see what it's like and then bring our vibe to that community. And that's what happened. It was very infectious. People were like, dude, that dude, Corey needs to come back. He needs to be like on the chat. He needs to be like, we need him there. And it wasn't like, I know it wasn't because of my playing, you know, it was just like, like some, they're like, yeah, you know, we can learn a lot from those guys. It was like that, that was the vibe. And so, you know, we're never going to get rid of that, like the competitiveness of those kind of sheds and stuff. Um, And that's just their vibe. That's okay. That's fine. That's your thing. And that's, you know, that's just not what I base it on. And I find that through my research and through my work, a lot of drummers don't like that feeling. A lot of drummers don't like, you know, there was a few drummers that like weren't on the level, but the way that they were kind of made to feel inferior wasn't cool to me. They were like, it was like a couple of times where it was like, I don't think that you like you, I don't think you're like as comfortable with that groove that you're playing. So, you know, or like, I don't think, you know, we can't have two bad drummers on at the same time. We need somebody that knows how to play. You need to get off the drums. Like that kind of stuff was said. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, like, I don't like that. I like having, I mean, I, okay, so it's a very different thing. Airshed was for the, like, if you're a drummer, this is how you get better. It's like football scrimmages and stuff. You, you work on, you work with somebody that's bigger than you so that you get stronger and better. You spar with somebody in the ring that's better than you, you know, to better yourself. You write, you have to force yourself to rise to the occasion. Whereas my approach is like, I want my students to come to sheds and play with the other guys and feel that they belong too. And that gets them, encourages them to get better rather than forces them to get better. So
1: it's just a different approach. Yeah. But I weird. really
0: felt bad for the guys that were like kind of ostracized. Like,
1: yeah. How I, are they I getting t- better by just getting crapped on and saying, you I can't, know. you're not allowed to play. That doesn't make you better, but yeah. I guess it will make you really insecure and want to practice more. Maybe.
0: Well, and that's the whole vibe. Like I can feel the energy of that, of like one of the guys that was just like, you could tell he thought about it all day. And he was like, he's finally going to, he was like, okay, I'm going to set it up. And he like, try to set up a beat. And then his, he's just like, he was so nervous. You could just tell he was just like oozing nervousness, you know, man. And then he got kicked off and it was just like, he just felt dejected. You know, I was like, I felt so bad for him. Like, dude, it's okay. You can come play with us, bro. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. To each his own, um, but I am so not down with that kind of vibe. I know. That's like
0: it's it's probably it wasn't that bad because for me to jump on the drums and and feel like
1: you know okay
0: it wasn't it like I would have just left if it was really bad. It was just like a couple of the dudes were just like ah man this is not it's it's my vibe is like it's okay for you to be whoever you want and you know you guys are all great drummers but. Um, I just have a different, different outlook. That's it. And so, you know, it's not right or wrong. I'm not like, you know, it's, I accept that you're a better drummer. I accept that you've, you know, you've put in work for what you do and, you know, so have I in a different way. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, anyways, it was cool to go to a shed though. It was uncovered a lot of stuff for me and like you know, and it, it always put, does, it put right? things into perspective for me where <laughs> it was like, dude, what we have here is really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you want to go, though? It's uh, every week.
1: <laughs> I won't be going to that shed. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, I miss shedding with you. Yeah. And, and some of I would homeless, like to but... do
0: that. I, I was talking to um, another dude and saying, hey, if you want to work out some stuff just like one-on-one, Like, I'm down to do that just for like share ideas, work on stuff. Hey, have you thought about this? Have you done that? Blah, 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 blah. And, um, it all in all, the vibe is really, it's cool. It is a drum community that, you know, you, you are, you are accepted in. They, they have to respect like what we do, you know? But I just, I don't like, I don't like negative. I talk a lot about other drummers. I have my opinions about drummers, all that stuff, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just different. I was really appreciative to be invited
1: though. I just didn't like yelling at people and cussing yeah. people out. And sounds like an interesting experience. It was definitely an interesting <laughs> experience, but
0: I'll probably most likely be going next this week.
1: So. Uh Nice. I got
0: stuff to work on, but yeah. Dude, you talk about stuff to work on. That gig yesterday, rusty, man. I had to play a jazz set for the cocktail hour. It's like I don't even know how to play jazz at all anymore.
1: Yeah, I feel So even. bad. I haven't, I'm, <laughs> I haven't, I have not been able to play drums, like anywhere near as much as I want to. Yeah.
0: I've been playing a lot. I've been playing a lot. I've been, you know, I mean, I have to, I literally, almost, I play every day. At least I practice every day. Um, I'll take like Sunday off and, or sometimes I'll take Thursday and Sunday off, but normally Thursday night, I still have a practice session to prepare for chops and coffee. So Mm. I'm like, I've been practicing and playing a lot, like as much as I ever was, but, um, you know, it still is, uh, it's it's playing with people in a band. Like I was lacking a lot of confidence and like execution Mm -hmm. wasn't there. It was taking me a minute. Like somebody on chops and coffee this morning said, it's like using a language that you haven't been speaking for, you know, a while, like a year. So it, you know, you know the word, but, or you know the sentence, but it takes you a minute to compute and then express yourself. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I felt when I was playing jazz. Like, or even like some of my licks for the pop stuff, was like, it's not what I wanted to do, you know? (laughs) And like, um, I felt like my hands were working a a little bit better, but computing it in music was a little bit different. It took me a a minute to compute it. So Hmm. very sloppy last night, very sloppy and like confident, but in a different way. (laughs) It was like confidently, confidently um, playing the drums hitting the drums, but not confidently, confidently playing the song, you know? Mm. So anyways, I got to work on stuff as always. Me that's too. that's the beauty of this though. I love building and working on getting better and improvement. Um, Funky Phil. Thank you today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for bearing with my emotions the last couple weeks. It's been a roller coaster, but yeah, it's been a. Uh, I'm I'm back, baby. Yeah, man, <laughs> better than ever. Uh, this is show one oh seven. Thank you to Dan Weiss for coming on, just Woo. chatting it up with us. Just a classic, classic, just a perfect human being, <laughs> like a Ken doll. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, congrats on the new door, Phil. Congrats, thanks. Just congrats on
1: the new door. Okay, it was. Much quieter. You probably couldn't hear all the as much children sounds. Right? I didn't even think about that. Ah.
0: I didn't even think about that. Not right, one interruption. Right on the other
1: side of that wall.
0: Wow. <laughs> they can just full on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just go crazy and not even have a problem.
1: Yeah, or much less of one. You can. I mean, no, it's, it's not really cool. It's not you know decoupled and multi-wall. It's not like I mean, you can still. Well, hear then stuff you don't through, have a real but... studio. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> tear it all down
0: i'm starting over yeah tear it all down (laughs) start from scratch you know our old studio studio 528 was like fully they went they probably spent like tens of thousands of dollars on soundproofing and it was not soundproof at all
1: yeah it's yeah it's ridiculous it's like yeah it's that's such a stupid thing it's like who cares
0: to get a good sound, though, you sound like you're on the right track. I can't wait to hear what comes out of there, and I'm not. I'm not going to stop until I hear that funky that funky Phil, um, original album on vinyl. I know I need to do that. Yeah, I'm
1: on my way. I'm almost there.
0: All right. Thank you guys for listening again. Once again, if you guys want to check out all the stuff that we do, especially our thousand reaching our thousand students a month please hit us up. Use the um, links on drumbrigade.com. Everything you want to know is on drumbrigade.com. Me and funky Phil also have um, personal websites, philpardell.com, coreykingston.com. You want to reach out, you want to say something, you want to chat with us, just hit us up. Use a contact form on our websites or uh, DM us. It always comes directly to us. We'll be happy to holler at you. Um, all right. So thanks to everyone. And, um, I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Show one Oh eight. What is wrong with you? Zildjian? This whole sucks. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Biscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.